everyone. I hope this finds each of you so very well. I'm speaking to you from my studio in West Orange, New Jersey, and I could not be more delighted to have this opportunity to interview Lisa Snyder, who will be speaking to us from Circle Pines, Minnesota. Lisa is a former engineer who earned her Bachelor of Science in Industrial Engineering from Iowa State University. In November 2016, while receiving a massage and in a meditative state, Lisa was shown a Native American chief in her mind's eye and sounds organically began to express through her vocal cords. This very personal introduction to the world of spirit inspired Lisa to train in evidential mediumship. And since then, she has received evidence that validates that the shared healing sounds expressed through her vocal cords are coming from the highest source of love and light. Lisa is now nationally certified in massage therapy and body work, certified in energy work and craniosacral therapy. Plus, she is an author, a trained evidential psychic medium, a spiritual teacher, and a coach who facilitates intuitive healing. The healing sounds have evolved over the years and continue to expand. Lisa refers to these sounds as healing with the ancients, and she contributed a fascinating chapter about her healing journey with the ancients in a remarkable book titled Gathering at the Doorway, an anthology of signs, visits, and messages. There it is from the afterlife which was curated by author Camille Dan, who I have had the true pleasure of interviewing on Grief and Rebirth podcast. Looking forward to talking with Lisa about the angel who helped direct her to her lost young son in a park, the healing ancient dialects and energy she channels through the use of her voice, some of the wonderful signs she has received over the years from loved ones who have crossed over, including her beloved cat, Max, how she helps people to raise their vibrational frequency and more for what is surely going to be a fascinating, enlightening, and transformative interview with an absolutely lovely person for many of us. Hey, Lisa, a very warm welcome to Grief and Rebirth podcast. Wow. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. It is an honor to join you here today, Irene. I love your podcast and what you are doing and sharing these beautiful stories with all of these different people to really help collaborate and just bring the joy and the light to the world is such a blessing. And I thank you so much for inviting me onto your podcast. Thank you. We're done. That did you so <laughs> done. <laughs> That's <laughs> easy. <laughs> but I think people now need to know a lot about the wondrous person who you are. So let oh. me, let's get into that. Okay. So let's start with your childhood and your early days, because what you do now involves such a sensitivity in your life. And you grew up being told to quit being so sensitive. So tell us about how this sensitivity expressed itself during your formative years and were you told to shut it down? What happened with that? Great question. So like many of us who are sensitive, we grew up in a generation where many people, parents didn't know what to do with it. And in my situation, when I was five, I was having a conversation with my grandfather who was on the other side. I don't remember that conversation, but my aunt told me about it. 
fast forward to around the age of stop right one second. I told you you were having a conversation with your deceased grandfather like that was like just every day that happens. My aunt was a believer. She talked to psychics. So did my grandmother. I asked my aunt, I said, how did my mom respond? And she said, she just looked at me like she didn't know what to do with it. And so intuitively, I could always feel that it was uncomfortable for her because she didn't understand it. I remember around 10 years old, I remember seeing people in my bedroom and it scared me and I was the only one who could see them. And because I was so scared, they quit coming around. I'm sure these were guides, these were angels, these were you know loved ones in spirit. But as far as the sensitivity is, I could always feel like you, Irene, I'm very empathic. I was raised in a household with a, sorry to say it, narcissistic mother. I am estranged from my parents as a result of all of this, which is unfortunate, but it's been my path. But I was raised in a household where it was not okay to share what you were feeling. And because of what I was sensing and feeling, my mother got very uncomfortable with that. And it would just be, quit being so sensitive. I would say something that would strike a nerve or strike a chord with her. So I learned how to basically shut it down. I conformed my path. I wasn't a rebel. I conformed. I conformed to what the norms were just so that I could basically live and survive in an environment where I didn't understand why this wasn't okay, but I knew that in order for me to be okay, I shut it down, mostly. Your story is far from unusual. I mean, so many of us sensitives had to shut a lot down to survive until something often happens, which also happened to you, what we're going to talk about, to open it back up. So here, this sensitive kid becomes an engineer. Sounds like it's perfectly in tune with what was going on. (laughs) And then all of a sudden you get a calling to deepen your spirituality. You want to tell us about that? Well, the reason I chose engineering was because I was good in math and science, because in my need to please my parents, it was get the straight A's. I was also a musician. I played the clarinet, which I absolutely love, but it was important for me to be the best in that. Unfortunately, I had a gift for it, which I think at some point helps me with the work I'm doing now. But because I was good at math and science, my dad sat me down and said, well, you should be an engineer. I'm like, okay, I'll do that. Unfortunately, when I quickly realized it was not my calling in life, I had a choice. It was either you stay at that school and continue to get that degree, which frankly, it is a good degree, not my calling, or you can come back home. And because I knew that going back home wasn't good for me, I stuck it out. And it's interesting because in my early days of engineering, One of my jobs was to be the hatchet lady. I was brought into a company and they knew that they wanted the head of human resources said, we want X number of people cut out of this department. You're going to figure out who it is. And being the person I am, I can't believe I didn't get an ulcer from that. It was a very, very difficult time in my life. And so in my 20s, I knew there was more. I started back when it was kind of like, oh, you talked to a psychic. I called the psychic hotline and I was like 23 or 24. I was so embarrassed I did it. But honestly, I was on a path. I read old school, Sylvia Brown. She was on the Montel Williams show and I read all of her books and I went and saw her in person. I actually had a reading with her once. I started Wayne Dyer, all of his books. So I got immersed in Hay House, deepening my spirituality. I became a student of A Course in Miracles when my kids were really young, learning how to see things from a higher perspective. So I feel that all of these things help bring me to where I'm at today. Really, they always say that people who are in the healing work 
I don't know if broken is the right word, but you go through a lot of experiences and I, it's kind of like, now this is going to date me. There was an old toy that was called. You can date yourself more than you can date myself. (laughs) Do you remember, Irene, the commercial Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down? That always, that mantra kind of goes through my head. And anybody who's like in their twenties and thirties, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Maybe even older than that. But literally all these different life experiences, be able to still uh, work through them, rise above and continue through and do my own interpersonal work has brought me to the point in time of where I am today and why we are here today. on right, Exactly podcast. as it was meant to be, kiddo. Yes. I guess I have a very personal question to ask you. Are you still playing that clarinet? No, I am not. I am not playing that clarinet. I have thought about it, but now I feel like my voice is my instrument and will always treasure that time of my life because playing that musical instrument was my way. I didn't realize this. I'm hearing this now. Playing that musical instrument allowed me to tap into my creativity. And because of that, that was my introduction to that connection in a way with Source. And it allowed me to just feel that, be in that place, be in that flow. It was also my escape from, you got an A minus, why wasn't it an A? You got a B plus, why wasn't it an A? That pressure, so. Right. I was practicing. Yes. Well, I have the same experience with my violin, that's why I asked. I don't play my violin anymore, but for me, my violin with the dysfunction I grew up with was an incredible tool to let have a, something to channel my emotion, my feelings, and express myself in other ways, again, away from. Wow. You just said something very interesting. You said channel. And literally, when I played the musical instrument, that was a way for me to channel. Wow. That's very interesting. I've never thought about that before. Thanks. Yeah, because I can remember being so upset. And when I would be playing something very exciting or or something was going on, I could really, because I couldn't express my feelings, I'd get punished. So that was a way for me to, to let it out. We're soul sisters. Yeah, definitely. That's why I asked you. And now I have to ask you about this most amazing story. You lose your young son in a park, which is enough to make a mother lose her mind. And all of a sudden, an angel appears to you and directs you to where he is. My goodness. So what did that experience teach you? And tell us about that. What did she look like? And what was that like for you? I have never experienced a panic like that. How old were you? How old was he? So he was four. So that was about 22 years ago. I'm in my 50s. So I was in my 30s. And I realized that my son had gotten away from this group of moms that I was with. We were in a mom's club. There was this big, huge park and I wasn't afraid of him getting lost. I was more afraid of, because we lived at that time, we were lived a little bit closer to Minneapolis. I was afraid of what weirdo could have get a hold of my son. I was so panicked. So I literally start off in one direction, wide open park. There's nobody around. You can imagine the panic. I'm just running and I'm just going, God, please, God, please, God, please, God, please help me. Please help me. Nobody. There was nobody to ask. I saw two sets of swing sets, one to my left and one straight ahead. Nobody to ask. And that was such a big panic. I look to my left. All of a sudden I hear he's over there. And In that moment, because I was so focused on looking for him, I knew, I'm getting chills now, I knew he was exactly where she, who looked like she was, what I remember seeing was the outline of a female pushing a stroller. Something that would be, in my mind, something that would make sense, that would fit in there, that I wouldn't stop to think, wait, why are you here? It wasn't until afterwards. And sure enough, I went in that direction and he was there. He was safe, he was fine. And I knew 
that that was an angel. Nobody could ever. There is a relative in the family who is a confirmed atheist and they are entitled to their belief system 100%. We all have our experiences. For me personally, nobody could ever convince me there isn't anything beyond this human experience. We are truly, I love the saying, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And that's what that angel taught me. We have so much love. We have so much support. And in that moment, I will be forever grateful for the support that I received in that moment because it was the deepest fear that I've ever, ever experienced. Even today, I just so scary. Thank wow. you. For- you were alone with him. You didn't have another child with you or anything. Was just- well, I actually had two children with me and I left my daughter with the group of moms. And here's the thing that was so sad. Not a single one of those moms said, I will go with you and look for your child. I was literally on my own. That was the last time I was at that group because I need to be around people who are truly supportive of one another. And that was kind of an early lesson of not everybody is going to be thinking the same way and wanting to help. And for whatever the reasons are, and I really, I'm not trying to bash that group, but that was the last time I went back to that group because I literally felt like I was on my own. Yeah, well, they were all very, very consumed with whatever they wanted. And yes. everybody was thinking this poor woman, how she's looking for her child. Let me it's offer, scary. let me do something. Wow, wow, wow. So you've received a lot of wonderful signs over the years from loved ones who have crossed over. That's so marvelous that you can, you're so tuned in, including your cat, Max. Yes. So tell us about that. Max was my first animal companion when I was in my 20s. And I always used to joke that I had him longer than the husband by the time I got married. He was 16 years old and he was starting to have kidney failure. And we knew that was time to help him cross the rainbow bridge. So I knew he- And by the way, for people who don't understand, isn't the rainbow bridge what people refer to as the special bridge for animals? Yes. Does it look like a rainbow or why do they refer to it as the rainbow bridge? That's a great question. I guess I'm just ref- I'm just going back to what other people have said. Crossing to the other side, I kind of like the idea that they're crossing a bridge. Maybe it's a easy thing for the animal transitioning to just cross a bridge. That's a great question. I'm not an expert in that. But I've heard it referred to that all the time, the rainbow yes. bridge for animals. Perhaps a medium, because I hear it all the time, I suspect mediums that are in this line of work more specifically, maybe that's what they see. That is, I just love the idea that crossing yeah. the rainbow bridge. So I was fortunate The vet came to the home. We were able to have him euthanized in the house. And I just said to him, I said, I know you're going to be fine. I know you're going to be on the other side, but if you could please send me a sign, it would just give me so much comfort. A few weeks later, my husband and I were at at a park, small little pond. There had been, it was in the springtime. There had been like a hundred ducks. Now, when I say a hundred ducks, I'm not over-exaggerating. We're talking a bunch of ducks and their baby ducklings in and around the pond. So we go over to this park. This is before cell phones have the video, right? So I didn't capture it, unfortunately. My husband's sitting on a bench and I go by the pond and all of a sudden they were in a trance. All of them started to converge towards me. And I'm thinking, what the heck? Even the ducklings, the ducks, they were coming out of the water and they were coming directly and they got almost to my feet. And then a runner came by and broke the trance and they were just being normal ducks again. And I knew that somehow... My cat, Max, had coordinated this beautiful sign. And again, it's another hit me over the head. You cannot ignore. There is more beyond this life. There's no way that this could have possibly happened. No way. No way. Absolutely true. It's like me with the messages and all. It's like, hello. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I believe you. Yes. (laughs) They'll keep hitting you over the head till you get the lesson, right? (laughs) 
Hello, wake up. Have you gotten it yet? Well, some people are getting hit over the head perhaps with this podcast. They're going, okay, okay, I believe. I believe, Irene Elise, I believe. Now let's talk about this amazing thing that happened to you. So in November 2016, you're having a massage and you're shown a Native American chief in your mind's eye. And then these sounds start to express through your vocal cords. How did you respond to that? How did your massage therapist respond to that? Well, this has been a process. I really, truly believe that all the work that I've done with my spirituality, being a student of A Course in Miracles, really trying to see from a higher perspective, brought me to the moment in time where I was ready. I had removed enough blocks that this work was able to come forward. So just prior to that happening, I was smelling bonfire smoke in the weirdest places, in a gymnasium watching my daughter play volleyball, in a car in the middle of a snowstorm, in my office where I used to practice craniosacral therapy. I mean, just places you can't, and nobody else could smell it. So then probably a month or so after, so that was my introduction to, hello, we're going to start working with you. I was working with a psychic at the time, and she was explaining to me that it was spirit, they're working with you, and that was about all we knew. Well, then, as you mentioned, I was on this massage table and the woman that I was working with has a degree in therapy and also works with emotional releases. So I'm not sure what she thought at the time, but the type of person who can be easily hypnotized. So while I was in that relaxed state, I was in this light, like almost like a hypnotic place where I was just so relaxed. Then I saw in my mind's eye, the Native American. And prior to that, I wouldn't say that I really hadn't seen things like that before. My hand started to want to work, do its own thing. I could stop it, but I didn't want to. It was almost like it was helping to energetically open me up. And then it evolved over time. At that point, it's not what it is today. But at that point, I started making these noises sound like, uh, uh. I sat there and I'm like, you know how they say when somebody who has Tourette's, they just have this impulse to make a noise. Right, right. I don't have Tourette's, but that's what it felt like. I just had this compulsion, like I need to let this forward. So coupled with seeing the Native American in my mind's eye, who I believe is one of my guides, it just started to express. And with time and with training and with education and going back and getting evidential mediumship training, I've trained with some amazing teachers. I can do evidential mediumship, but it's not my specialty. Why I did it was to work the muscle, understand the information, how it comes through so that I knew how to use my senses so that when the information comes through, I can help explain or I can sense what it is spirit wants to share with me. So really, I did not take a class on how to channel. I didn't know what channeling was. I had no idea, but what I did was I trusted. There was a level of trust there and I had to learn how to trust it even more. And now it's like, I so trust it. I mean, it just so trusted. And your massage therapist is fine with it. Actually, she was on her way to go back to Australia, which is where she lives half time. And she encouraged me to work with some people in her absence. And I did find another, well, more of an energy worker who's extremely intuitive that I've worked with for the last five, six years, who has been very supportive as I've been processing and learning how to work with these energies. So it's really helpful to have supportive people who understand why you're going through this. So talk to us about And I'm wondering also if you've had past lives as an Indian, a Native American, that would be interesting to find out. Yes, I have. Hypnotic regression. I saw a lifetime as a healer. There you go. Mm -hmm. There you go. So when you call it healing with the ancients, you want to talk to us about some of these healing ancient dialects and energy that you channel. And I mean, you call them names like the Lady of the Lake, Mother Earth, 
dolphin goddess and cave and wind. So talk to us about that, because I bet you there are people listening and saying, you know what, maybe I need to listen from the lady of the lake and have her help me. What happens is that the energies that I work with. So the first thing I would just like to share with your listeners, I always set the intention. It's very important to have healthy boundaries when we are working with the spirit world, just like anything else. You wouldn't just open your door to some random person off the street without knowing who they are. When I started working and trusting, I always set the intention that I'm inviting in and working with only the highest possible vibrational frequency of divine source of love and light. And I've received evidence to validate that that is what I'm working with. So what happens is during a session and it evolves, it's like one session, all of a sudden my voice, I start singing in a high pitched voice and I'll see in my mind's eye, my first introduction to Lady of the Lake, she starts climbing. Literally, I see a lake and I see this female form coming out of the water. Or it could be the cave energy, or it could be Mother Earth. What I know is I'm shown a visual. I can feel what it is. My voice changes to reflect whatever that energy is. And person's soul knows what they need. So I could have 10 different people in a healing session. And because their soul is in charge of the healing, their soul knows how to my best of my ability, because it did not come with an instruction manual, whatever energy needs to step forward, whether it's grief voice or lady of the lake or mother earth, whatever it is, dolphin energy, whatever it is, the person's soul knows how to integrate that healing. It's their job. My job is to facilitate the true healing comes from within. I'm basically look to myself as a coach. I'm able to share these beautiful energies, but truly the healing comes from within. So you're not in a trance, you're not unconscious, you're conscious to everything. You're really like a guide. Yes. I like to use the example of perhaps you could consider it a light trance, but I I literally, it's like, I think I've heard Suzanne Giesman even mention this before. It's like, I take a slight step back, source takes a slight step forward, the energies, healing with the ancients, whatever name you want to use, but divine source. And it's like, I'm able to relax and the energy just flows through me and I'm hearing the dialects and I'm hearing the energy at the same time as the person. I can stop it. I can start it. It is truly a collaboration. It is an honor to work with this energy. I'm very mindful of, it's an honor to work with this energy. And so I have an agreement with spirit that love and light is allowed to use my voice for whatever needs to happen for the person. And did I answer your question? Because I yeah, sure get did. off track here. Also, I'm sure you record all of this so the person can reference back to this for what she's, yes. getting, what she's getting out of that. And I also want to ask you, you say that it not only helps people to raise their vibrational frequency to heal themselves, but they're able to share that healing energy with others. How does that work? Okay, so now someone comes to see you. The lady of the lake or whatever it is comes through. You're getting all these messages. How does that help you to help other people? Okay, great question. So how this works, I'll just use a private one-on-one, for example. So when I work with a person one-on-one over Zoom, and yes, I do record all the sessions because I don't remember anything. I mean, it's literally in one ear and out the other. I have a small pillow in my lap and I can feel so much in my hands. I feel it in my body. I'll see things. I use all my senses to feel into the session. Source and soul show me what needs to happen. So what we do is it could be emotional, it could be physical, and of course, everything starts in that emotional field and ends up in the physical body. So source and soul will show me what it is we're working with, and I will describe what I'm sensing and feeling. I can literally, in one moment, it feels like I'm working with, say, for example, somebody's abdominal area. The next minute, I might be coughing because it's a reaction to communication, throat chakra, or it could actually be a physical 
thing that they have going on or allergies or something. So basically what happens is they're showing me what needs to be released so that because the person's intention is to feel better, to experience less whatever. So source and soul show me, we have a session. It's like taking off a heavy backpack. If you're walking around with a heavy backpack and then you take it off, you feel lighter. And in doing so, your light is brighter. And just being in the presence of somebody whose light is brighter. We've all experienced it. We've all experienced being around somebody who's gloom and doom and negative and blah, blah, blah. And how does that make us feel? Or we expose ourselves to certain social media or certain media outlets or whatever, and it affects our energy. So when we're able to lift these energetic blocks off of us, the energetic blocks we put in front of ourselves, we're able to bring that vibe and that lightness to other people in our community. And so even just smiling at somebody, it's an energy exchange. We're all energetic beings. We're all connected. And so being able to share that love, the light, and the joy just helps everybody overall. And now I want you to inspire everyone with a story. I'm sure you've got to have a story of someone you've helped to heal by doing this. Yes, I actually, thank you for asking. I do have many testimonials on my website. So if anybody does want to look a little bit further into that, I just recently worked with a client. I do have permission to share this because I did ask her if I could, and I have testimonials not out there yet, but it will be. I have a client who is waiting for surgery and she has experiencing a lot of pain. And obviously being in this pain affects the emotional state, the how we're feeling. It's frustrating. It's a very challenging situation. So just in 30 minutes, we had a 30-minute session together, and I was able to tune in. I could feel a source took me straight away to her shoulder. I didn't even need to know where we were working. And what happened is it was like the energy was shifting and moving, and she reported afterwards that it felt like there was a cushion of air. All of her cartilage is missing. She's Her cartilage is all worn down in the shoulder, so she's waiting for shoulder surgery, which just got scheduled the end of May. But... She felt like there was a cushion in there to help support her shoulder area. Now, please note, I am not a medical professional. Please seek out the appropriate medical mental health professional. But this is what the energy was doing. It was creating space. A lot of times it's just creating space, creating movement so people can feel better energetically, emotionally, physically. Also, emotionally, she reported back that because of we worked with some a little bit of inner child things. In addition to the physical relief, she felt like her energy just felt so much lighter. And then remove some blockages, remove some blockages. And I also encouraged her to send love to her physicians, love to the person who's going to be scheduling the appointment, just send that. And she got her surgery scheduled. She's really looking forward to it. And when I receive emails like that, and I receive emails like that from my clients and from people who attend sound healings or even the free things that I do on YouTube, it just brings me so much joy because truly being of service to one another is really where it's at. My heart is so full to know that I have am able to help facilitate these things and help people heal themselves, help people release what needs to be released. It's just such an honor. I know. I, you and I are sisters that way. Yes, we I'm, are. I'm getting the same thing. I'm getting the same, I, this is what's happening with the podcast. It's helping so many people. Oh. I'm in gratitude all the time. I'm humbled and I'm grateful. I'm so happy when people tell me how they're benefiting. I know you're getting the same high vibration feeling from it. So tell everyone about your private sessions, your private group circles, your sound healing sessions via Zoom and anything else you want them to know. 
Sure. I hold private sessions, 30 minutes and 60 minutes. I also hold a monthly group sound healing circle that is once a month. Typically, it's the third Wednesday of the month, and I do record all the sessions. So if you're unable to attend the session live, other thing I do is on Sunday nights live on YouTube and Facebook, I hold mini oracle readings and healings. So that's cool. Thank you. I will literally, I've got two favorite decks and I will pull a card from each of these decks. I'll tune into the person and then boom, I just do a quick two minute healing. And it's just amazing. It shocks me every single time how the information and it's it's like, this is exactly where they need the help. So that's a great place to start too. If you want to check out the work, those are free on YouTube on Sunday night live. And we'll be giving everyone your links and everything when they, thank you. The podcast interview comes out. Yep. And basically how it works, Irene, is that I set the intention. We connect. I do like a little opening energetic connection. And then I ask the person, the client, what is it? Do you have a specific intention in mind or do you want to see where source takes us? I would say 95% of the time they say, let's just see where source takes us. I say, okay, my eyes are closed for 99% of the session. So I'm not getting visual cues from the person. I always say, if you want to give me feedback, feel free, but they rarely do. I say, you can lay down. I don't need to see you. I don't need to hear you. The information is coming from source. Now, sometimes the sessions are interactive, especially if they want to talk about certain things. That's totally fine. But truly, I have a small pillow in my lap. I'm able to feel where source is taking us. And again, it amazes me when I get these emails like, that is exactly where I was feeling the pain. It's not me. The information is coming through from source. It's the energy is coming through from source. And it is such an honor to help people release these physical and emotional symptoms in conjunction with whatever it is that they're doing medically or. Right. That's wonderful. And you have these group circles on Zoom every month that they can tune into. right? Yes. So those are paid. Those are a nice, affordable option. And that's on Zoom webinar, which means you're not going to be a camera. What we sit as a circle. Everybody that's in that is part of the circle. I'm the facilitator of the circle and I often get channeled meditations. There may be dialect healings that will come forward. It is truly an hour of circle of being with spirit and it's just so beautiful. And it just, that's a lot of times where a lot of the different dialects will come through because we have more time to really work with the group. That's wonderful. Thank you. That's so wonderful. So now we're talking about healing and when it comes to healing, we're talking about releasing those internal blocks that keep us for moving forward in our lives. Do you have anything that you else you'd like to tell everyone about the importance of healing? They got all these resources available to them. It's this lifetime. Why do the work? It's not easy. You need courage to face down your stuff, but why is it important to heal in your mind? Another great question, Irene. So I, for one, stuffed a lot of my emotions down as a child and uh, conform to what was the expectation so that I could feel like I was okay in my family unit. And I don't want to blame everything on my parents. Please understand, I do not mean disrespect. I'm grateful for those experiences because it has helped bring me to the place where I am today. As a result of other things, it affected my physical health. I had thyroid conditions for many years. That has gone away since I've expressed my truth. I also went through a dark night of the soul not too long ago myself relationships coming and going because you become an energetic mismatch. When you do the work, when you look at your, especially inner child, because so many of us, even if we have great parents, we all are human, we make mistakes, we do our best. But when we do the work, we are removing the blocks. We are the ones that put up the blocks, the filters that make it difficult for our guides, our angels, our loved ones on the other side to communicate and work with us. As we work through our 
emotional baggage and we work through our experiences, it becomes easier for the information to flow. And that is why I feel that I'm able to do what I do today because I removed enough of those blocks that the work was able to come through me. I also feel like this is probably something I did in a past life as well, and it's just become more readily available. But truly, when we do our work, we are able to spread our light even more and work with that and source. Enjoy of our lives even more because enjoy our lives. I found for myself that with all the healing that I've been through, I never lived in the present moment. I was always living and trying to cope with the drama that I had been coming from, the pain that came from that, the situations. And I had learned because of the dysfunction that I grew up with to be extremely vigilant. So I was also always worried about what was coming down the pike, what drama was coming to get me. Can you relate? So now when you do all this healing, I can actually, and I always put the emphasis on joy, J-O-Y, I can enjoy my present moment without thinking about the past and worrying about the future. I'm finally right here. A hundred percent. I just created a vision board a couple of weeks ago. At the very bottom, I have big, huge letters, joy, joy, joy. We're supposed to have creative. We're supposed to be creative. We're supposed to have love. We're supposed to create our life. It's like, yes, we have these experiences, but again, we are spiritual beings having these human experiences and we're having these experiences for a reason, growth, expansion, and being of service to one another. That's right. We're all part of this collective. So before I ask you about your tip for finding joy in life, we're talking about that. You graciously offered to give us a little mini healing today. Can we gift everyone listening to this podcast a little mini healing? Yes, I'd be honored. This is how I work when I work on my YouTube lives and my sessions. So we'll do, I'll pay attention here to the time. We'll do a little quick five minute session. Let's place our feet firmly on the ground. Feeling that connection with Mother Earth. Taking some nice cleansing, calming breaths. Releasing any stress or tension that we may be carrying here. Surrounding this session with Irene, myself, and all of the beautiful listeners to this podcast with the beautiful gold and white light. Now let's envision all of our hearts connected and connected with divine source of love and light, which truly connects us all. And setting the intention for this session that whatever it is that you need in this moment is what will happen, trusting and knowing that source and soul know what is in your best interest. Now in your sacred space, wherever you may be at this point in time, and also for this healing session, we are setting the intention that we are working with and inviting in only the highest possible vibrational frequencies of divine source of love and light. Thank you. So where I'm being drawn right now, I have a small pill in my lap and the place they are bringing to me to is heart center. I'm going to describe where the energies are moving. Now, please understand that your soul knows how to integrate this into your session. And these recordings hold energy. So trusting that this energy knows how to work with you. Now, as I look at you, the center of your chest is starting to glide towards your left and the back of heart center is starting to glide towards your right. I'm feeling a pulsing sensation here. So please take a nice, gentle, cleansing breath and imagine this breath is coming in through the front of heart center and being released out the back, releasing any stress or tension here and sending those energies down to Mother Earth who will transmute those energies for you. Now, as I acknowledge these words for you, your heart center, as I look at you, is starting to rotate in a counterclockwise direction 
and the back of heart center is opening in the opposite direction. This is just an energetic movement. This is not positive or negative. It's just the way they're working. Now the front of heart center is starting to rotate in the opposite direction and the back is rotating in the other direction as well, helping to create space. Now as I acknowledge these words for you, my nose is starting to itch. So there's some increased flow that's happening here on the left side of the body. And we are going to be very gently channeling some energies here. And these energies, again, it's just like listening to a beautiful piece of music. These energies are here to support you on your healing journey. Here we go. We are honored and grateful to be with you today. It is an honor to be present with this beautiful podcast, with all of you that are listening to this podcast. Please take a nice cleansing breath here in the center of your chest. Another nice cleansing breath here, please. Now, as I acknowledge these words for you, I'm feeling the back of heart center is starting to glide more fully towards your right. And the center of your chest is providing some gentle resistance to allow whatever needs to be released and processed here. So these energy were, energies are helping to support work with the center of your chest. So we would like to encourage you, please set the intention that you are getting out of your thinking mind, your thinking brain. They're showing me the left brain right now, thinking, logical, analytical. And we encourage you to listen to your heart center. Listen to your heart center. Connection with your source energy, the love, the light. As you connect with the heart center, as you feel the joy and the connection with heart center, you will be divinely guided. Please take a nice cleansing breath here. A lot of heat is coming off the center of the chest and the back here. Many of us are experiencing some emotional issues, tribulations, trials. <sighs> now let's bring in Mother Earth's beautiful green healing energy into the soles of our feet. Let's set the intention of being grounded, centered, and balanced. Sending our love and appreciation to Mother Earth, our love and appreciation to Divine Source of Love and Light. A special thanks and gratitude to the beautiful Irene. Love to one another. And now let's send our love from our heart center to the one, to the all, to the connectedness. Please remember, we are fully supported. We are fully protected. And we are fully loved because we are love. Thank you. Love and blessings. That's fabulous. Thank you so much, Lisa. You're very thank welcome. You. Thank you. You're I welcome. thank you on behalf of everyone listening to this so to say the least tell us what is the lisa tip for finding joy in life truly it has been my experience that when i can make that a connection with the source energy within when i'm able to work through not avoid not sweep things under the rug even when i went to the dark night of the soul here several months ago when i was able to connect with that light and not have those blocks and those filters up preventing the source energy to work with me fully really being in that state of flow flowing with the love energy and it really helps because you're able to connect with people in such a beautiful way and i also would like to share with your listeners that if for if you are experiencing i personally have experienced this the last couple of years where people are no longer an energetic mismatch send them love from your heart center but it's okay to move on because 
as your energy rises, as your vibration rises, as you are here to be part of the solution, you will have new people come into your life and truly being able to collaborate and to be of service to one another is so much joy. And that truly brings me joy. So thank you so much. All I can say to that is ditto, 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 ditto. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Irene. Lisa, here is one of my favorite quotes from your chapter in Camille Dan's book, which is, as we said, Gathering at the Doorway, an anthology of signs, visits, and messages from the afterlife. Our greatest teacher isn't a guru outside of us, for our greatest teacher is within because we are all a part of the beautiful source energy. And then there's one more I loved. I feel honored to channel and share this beautiful healing energy. I know without a doubt that we have so much love around us. 100%. Lisa, Lisa, thank you so much from my heart for helping people to raise their vibrational frequency to heal themselves and to be able to share that healing energy with others And for this wonderful, enlightening, and truly transformative and healing interview today, which included that channel source energy in your wonderful mini healing. I was going to say, Irene, it has been a joy and a pleasure to join you here today. The work that you are doing is transformational. And the way that you are connecting people, even this book, Gathering at the Doorway by Camille Dan, I've met Mm -hmm. so many wonderful people, including yourself, as a result of this book. So thank you for sharing and doing what you do. It has been an honor and a pleasure to join you here today. Thank you so much. I'm getting a chill. I'm so humbled. So here I'm going to leave everyone with a loving reminder that you can see the show notes and all grief and rebirth podcast episodes on ireneweinberg.com and make sure you follow us and you know you're going to like us at Irene S. Weinberg on Instagram, Facebook, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as I like to say, to be continued many blessings and bye for now. Thank you so, so much, Lisa. Thank you, Irene. Much love and blessings. You too.